Hello and welcome to Gang 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 A Supernatural Drinking Game Podcast. This is season one, episode ten. The penultimate season one episode Provenance and Dead Man's Blood. Of course, in every episode of Gank That Drink, we assign ourselves each two drinking game rules, at least. And we play along with two episodes minimum or maximum of the magical, mystical, occasionally musical, and muscular television show Supernatural. Yeah. After we watch and play along, we will discuss the episodes while tipsy and evaluate the rules we played in our quest to curate for you. The perfect Supernatural season one drinking game i am chrissy and i am nate and tonight we're watching uh episode 19 provenance uh aired april 3rd 2006 3.6 million viewers and dead man's blood vampires y'all april 20th 2006 3.9 million viewers so many vampire takes are gonna happen vampire takes yeah like hot takes on about vampires okay good yeah. <laughs> i didn't know what vampire takes were uh spoilers spoilers and all that guys yeah, just you spoilers. Know. You, you get, get it yeah you know you what's going it. on by now what? and if you don't you should have known yeah it's fine everybody's fine yeah uh what rules are we playing in tonight okay i am playing pop culture number one uh which is when one brother doesn't get it we played this in episode one so, uh, yeah, I guess if they make a pop culture reference and they don't get it, take then a you drink. take a drink. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm also playing Awesome Pun. You get to rate the pun on a scale of one to five, and that's how many drinks I take. Ooh, we yeah. this also we played in episode three, Bloody Mary and Skin. I I pulled oh. all the episode three rules randomly. Well, I pulled episode one rule again. Uh, what happened? Uh, mention mom and Jess three drinks. This was one I came up with. We played in episode one, so we get the mention of of what happened and and didn't we play that one in episode like eight? Yeah, as well. I think so, but it didn't hit. It like never hit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we're both playing take two drinks if Sam and Dean argue. And I actually am playing an extra rule of this one because I think I don't I don't, I don't think, think these two are going to hit or hit very okay. well. So. One that I'm pretty sure will probably hit is the boys flash a badge. Yeah. So I think the combo of those three should should be solid. Okay. And then the one we were both playing. And we're still drinking because it's the same day as episode nine. Uh, we're still drinking the Bloody Mary mix, yes. which is extra appropriate uh, to be paired with Dead Man's Blood. Yes. Uh, very exciting. Very exciting. So very exciting. <laughs> just, Just... It's it's day drinking and it's supernatural and it's a Saturday. It is somewhere and in time. Just keep in the back of your mind when you're listening to the second half of this episode, we will have watched both the episodes and played along with them immediately after playing along with the episode nine episodes. Yeah. So this might be the gankiest of all of our drankiest. <laughs> Wow. We're off All to right. a great start. Okay, here we go. Uh, we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> and we're back. Woo! Okay. <laughs> um, do you want to do 
do you want to do Providence or Dead Man's Blood? I'll do Providence. Okay. Because I like that one slightly more. Yeah. A lot more. It's better. So Providence is one of the creepier episodes of Supernatural. It's one of my favorites. Especially it's a really good one because we get a killer painting. Killer paintings. Yeah. So Providence uh, begins. Not Rhode Island. Not Rhode Island. Providence. Uh, it we start with it's uh it kills the guy this rich guy who it's a couple it's a couple yeah it kills him and his wife wife, wife. uh they're like a sassy super rich couple who live in a house that it takes ten minutes to set all the alarms because he says go up to bed I gotta set all the alarms it'll yeah. be ten minutes and this couple's idea of a good time is like let's go to an auction let's buy a gross painting. Of people we don't know and we've never met. Let's hang it right away. Immediately. Then I'm going to put on sexy longery. Mm-hmm. You're going to set all the alarms and we are going to take <laughs> this to the bone zone. <laughs> and before they can get to said bone zone, murder. 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 By we don't know who yet. We don't know who yet. But we eventually will. So our boys end up at the auction house where they are not welcome. Because they are not dressed properly. No. The- they are drinking all the wine and eating all the apps yes. and zerts. <laughs> Sam. Her dean <laughs> is like... My, this is, this is one of those moments where Sam is trying so hard to like keep it profesh. And Dean is just like stuffing quiche into his mouth. My One of my favorite Dean tropes is Dean eating. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite Dean tropes. I just had it's to like say, he's like, Brad Pitt. He is. He is the Brad Pitt of the show, and he's like always eating. And like one of my favorite episodes, which is I think season two, is the uh, where he pretends to be the uh, uh, what is it? Not movie producer, but he pretends to be like the one of the movie people working in the movie. And he's always eating at craft services. Like I just mm-hmm. love, love, love that trope so much uh, of of Dean eating. So Dean is eating all the all the apps and desserts. You should make that and, a drinking game. We should, yeah, absolutely. Dean eating and. The so they but Sam falls kind of kind of hard for the auction girl. Mm-hmm. She's the daughter of the father who kicks them out of the auction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Abe Froman is not allowed into the auction. That was a Ferris Bueller reference. Anyway, um, we, we know. <laughs> and so this painting, then, even though it comes back, they're they're like, how can you sell this to someone else? Well, guess what? They sell it to someone else. They burn it. Sam and Dean break in and they burn it. But then it reappears. And it just reappears. Because it's the spirit that's haunted. It is the... Well, we find out it's the little girl. They think the whole time that it's this father figure who uh, got accused of murdering his whole family. That's the story. Back in the day. And then we've come to find out it's not the father. It's actually the little girl who mm-hmm. murdered all the family in their sleep. And through a bunch of trial and error and a lot of will they, won't they, between Sam and Sarah, Sarah Blake, mm-hmm. the daughter of the auction owner, uh, a lot of tension there. And we they tr- basically try to kill it. Now, we get a scene. We get them digging up the bones of the old man. They dig him up. Him. They salt and burn him. He's Af- trying to help After them. they already went to a mausoleum. Mm-hmm. Well, they find out that 
because everybody believed that the dad was responsible for the murders, that they didn't have him cremated and put in the mausoleum. They had him in a pauper's grave, which Sam and Dean find. They dig, they salt and burn the bones. Sarah's hanging with them the she's whole been time. The whole time, she's totally down for the mausoleum. She's like their diet coke Castiel in this episode. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, yes, she is, and she's down. She and she salts and burns the body, and and then what's the? There's something that happens then after they salt and burn it that she gets really incredulous about. And I'm she like, wants to go just check out the painting and make sure that. They the, want to. The job and, she, is done. and she's like, well, I'm why, coming too. Why are you doing? She's like, I'm coming too. And he's like, Oh, that's right. He gets incredulous. He's like, He's like, Why would you do that? I'm like, She's already watched you burn a dead body. Why would you be surprised? Because Dean, she's is like, down to clown. Yeah, like, she's she wants to hang out and be I, a part of this. And they don't ever bring her back, do they? No. I wish they. She has a great character. Mm-hmm. She's super awesome. Mm-hmm. And and Sam falls for her hard. So they go back in and check the painting, and of course then the little girl is missing, and Sam and Sarah get locked inside the house, and Dean is outside the house, and we see this whole kind of scene where mm-hmm. they they have to fight the little girl. Yeah, and he, the, the, so Sarah tells them, oh, we used to have, handle dolls at the auction house, and Sammy's like, <laughs> a lot of good that does Great us. story. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> Super snarky Fun about fact. It. And she's like, no, 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 no. They used to make the dolls with the hair of right. the little girls. Although, to be fair, in that in that instant, she needs to get to the point, not give the whole backstory. Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a low context. Just yeah. tell them. So Dean stro- zips over to the mausoleum and burns the doll, and that saves the, the day. Yeah. So f- super awesome episode has nothing to do with any of the overarching season arc. It's just a nope. monster of the week, but it's super super fun. It's a great episode. It is. And it, it's got a good twist at the end because the whole time you think it is the dad the because you dad. see the painting move and it's the spirit. And it actually is the – it's so funny because there's two spirits in it. Mm-hmm. You have the spirit that still inhabits the painting mm-hmm. of the dad who is warning everyone about the little girl. And then mm-hmm. you have the spirit of the little girl that kills everyone. So it's kind of a dual spirit painting. Yeah. Okay. So I found myself thinking about science during this episode mm-hmm. because they're trapped in the house with the little girl um, and they're like iron or salt. That's how you keep ventral spirits away. Iron or salt. So there has to be some kind of science behind like ghosts are made of this type of ion and it's repelled by iron or salt. There has to be like some science fact there, you know? Yeah. But Don't listen to me. Spirits. Okay, but there's rules. Like, there's rules they have to follow. They don't just get to do whatever they want. So if she's a vengeful spirit and she's living, she's allowed to exist in this realm because her hair still exists, so it's tying her to the mortal world. How does the painting fit into that? Unless they, like, used their blood in the paint, which is, that's on a later episode of Supernatural. They didn't actually get rid of the painting. Remember, at the end, she says you need burn to burn, burn the painting. But but it's how do we know that's even going to work? Like, what is but the because science? They already, they already burned her hair, which is the science that they've agreed upon as the remains. Okay, but then how does the fucking painting work? I don't. I see. I don't know how the man's spirit is trapped in there. The father's spirit. That's what we don't know. I don't. A lot of explaining to do. Oh, tons, in this episode tons about of science. Okay, but here's what we did get. Finally, 
broken furniture. No, a fucking Eric Kripke Easter yes, egg. that's right. It finally happened. I knew there was one in this episode. I think there are others that we missed, but they, as they're panning across all the beautiful fancy cars in the parking lot of the auction house, one of them says, the Crip. So there it is. And then, like, the Impala, which is a beautiful vintage car, which would fit right in. It's just, like, a little dirty. I don't know if it would fit. Fit right in in that crowd. You could see a Richie Rich being like, "I have this beautiful vintage car." Not with an Impala, but it's beautiful. I have this vintage Aston Martin. I have this. Okay, fine. We also get Dean ogling women in this one. (laughs) Yes, we get Sam being referred to as reasonably attractive. They have a disco themed room. So I have a suggestion, which is that whenever they're staying in a disco, in like not finish your drink. No, no, no. But double. Double. If in that right. episode they're staying in a hilarious themed motel room, all of the amounts are double. Yes. Which we didn't do, but I think it's but a good idea. It's good. It's a very good idea. Um, okay, here's the other question I had. They say that he's a barber. The richest barber in the world. Yeah. How does he have money for a fancy fucking richest portrait and a and a and mausoleum. a doll made of her hair and a mo- mausoleum? And a mansion I, I just imagine this portrait being hung in a mansion. Mm-hmm. We don't know for certain, but yeah, I mean. And I just, like, Sam needs to be like, you are my girlfriend now. Let's get married. You totally understand. She wants to hang out and and solve these mysteries. So put it, put, if this episode, at this point in the trajectory of the show, but Mm -hmm, let's, mm -hmm. let's put it in like a 20, even 16, 17, 18 context. Mm Mm-hmm. She would be a great addition to the team. Yeah. In season one, add that character. Add Sarah to this team. Make it a trio. Mm-hmm. Because she was so down to clown with these guys. Mm-hmm. As far as, like, hunting and, and everything. she knows shit about antiques. Like, yeah. she's got... She could really add... I, so, I was envisioning a spinoff of Sarah, mm. where she just, like, works in the antique house, and every so often a haunted thing comes yeah. through her, and now she knows because she met Sam and Dean... She knows how to recognize the signs. She knows how to dispatch all this haunted shit. So let's bring her back. And she's like, for all of these years that we haven't checked back in with her, she has been fighting the good fight. Yeah. Killing all these antique bad things. And she's going to be like, yeah, here's what's up. Here's what time it is. I now know more than you. Right. Because I knew more than you to begin with. And let's I, do this. And then she and Sam get married. Yeah, she's a great character. And I wish they would have kept with her because that would have been awesome. Yeah. Especially coming at the like at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. It would have been the perfect time to put her in there. And I'm not saying it would have been a 12-season character, but it could have been a, a, a minute. Yeah. could have or been even a few if seasons. Just, even if just she stays where she is, her dad dies. She now runs the antique yeah. place. They go to her from time to time right. when they need help with something. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's also fighting bad things as they come across her desk. Right. Anyway. And it should be the same as, oh, I forget who the name of the, the prophet guy that we get later on uh, in in Supernatural. Are you talking about Carver yeah. Enlin? Yeah. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> I know. He's the only prophet you've met so far, right? Only, only prophet I've okay. met so far. But like, we get those characters that they come back to once in a while. And Chuck. I would have loved, uh, Ch- yeah. His pen name is Carter Carver uh, Enlund. His name is Chuck. Chuck. Yeah. yeah. So I wish they would. I wish that would have happened. But anyway, so I this episode is a is a great one. It's it a, is. It's a creepy it's really episode. Good. It's a great monster of the week. Watch it. it. Has nothing to do with anything else. Nope. No man tears. No backstories. Well, no. you get you get some Sammy 
man tears. And, and here's where you get our lesson learned. It comes both in this episode, both of our lessons learned come from characters in the show. So the lesson learned is from Sarah herself, uh, who says that it's total bullshit that Sammy doesn't want to take a chance and possibly have a relationship with her because he's been hurt before. Oh, she yeah. she says pretty plain as day, like, okay, that's bullshit. You still need to take chances. You still have to take risks because, yeah, maybe you won't feel that pain again, but you won't feel any happiness either. Like, so she tomorrow gives us our lesson learned. She says, yeah. tomorrow I could get hit by a bus. Yeah. My response was, yeah, go buses. Yeah. You, I thought that was weird. <laughs> uh, so you get a little bit of Sammy being like, well, I've been hurt before. I can't possibly take a risk. And she's just like, that's bullshit. Yeah. You got to live your life. Yeah. So lesson learned on that one. Absolutely. Okay. Dead man's blood. So we both, so we both started this episode and we're like, ugh, dead man's blood. This is the vampire episode. I hate this episode. This is skippable. I wish we didn't have to watch it now. But super watchable. We forgot that you have to watch this episode, and here's why. So um, basically, we start out with an old hunter, a salty old hunter, at the bar, just going over his journal. Uh, and he gets tortured and captured by a group of vampires. Mm. Vampires. Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Uh, and Sam and Dean find out. They're like, Elkins, I know that name. Like, this is something. We have to go check it out. Well, Dad just hops in their back fucking seat. And he's like, yeah. No, you guys don't know Elkins. I, he taught me everything I know. Oh, sorry, I never mentioned him to you. And you never knew where I was any of the times he was teaching me everything I need to know. His whole scheme was to wipe out vampires. And I I just always think it's hilarious. Anytime anyone on Supernatural, and it's almost always Dean, is like, vampires, that's not a thing. Everything's a fucking thing. Yeah. Don't ever be surprised by anything. Okay, so we f- see the cult for the first time elkins has it the cult so dad's like we gotta right now boop 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 let's go boys we gotta get that gun john had to have had a suspicion that he had it i think so but he says that son of a bitch had it this whole time yeah so john is like do as i say boys we got to get this gun i'm not gonna tell you why i'm not gonna tell you literally anything about literally anything do as i say you can come with me now because i'm going to use you as tools Mm. meanwhile the vampires are doing vampire things and like supernatural vampires don't follow any of the traditional vampire rules the only important vampire supernatural thing is that dead man's blood makes them sick and you gotta chop off their heads yeah to kill them but the I find it so interesting. They make vampires in Supernatural so sympathetic. They really do. Like, like even the the main dead, the main vampire Luther. So vampires mate for life, just like penguins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the main vampire Luther is like, why are you doing this to us? We have as much right to live as you. I okay. Supernatural, as we go on, does a actually really good job of making some types of monsters seem like, hey. I'm not that different from yeah. you. Why can't I live? I'm trying to make an, a path for myself. In an almost Hoovian way. Yeah. Yeah. The way they do it. And 
this isn't the first time that we will feel sympathy for a nest of vampires because that come you know later on in other episodes where uh-huh. you encounter him, you definitely feel like sympathy for him. So this is a, f- so I think it is a fun introduction to the supernatural vampire I, lore. I just wish that they didn't. Here's how you be more sympathetic: don't all dress like you're in a Bon Jovi cover band. Like it's the times. Whatever. It was the time. Whatever. But so it, we learn a little bit about the cult, a teensy tiny little bit about the cult. Most of what I think is significant, sig- most of what I think is significant in this episode, <laughs> I'm like trying to hide the fact that we've been like drinking all day and I don't know why. It's like, What's the point of it? so we're two episodes, like this is our second episode we're recording today. Um, anyway, is the fights, is the Dan, Dan, there's no Dan. Dan. Dad, Dan. Dad, Sam, and Dean, their interactions, because they really are all over the map. There, you got Dean being like, shut up, let's do as Dad says. Dad being like, shut up and do as I say. Sam being like, no, I need to know why. You have to explain yourself to me. I'm not a child, and I won't blindly follow your orders. Then you get the really sweet side where he's like, do you know why I was so upset when you went to college? Because I was just so afraid that you would be hurt, and like at some point... I just got numb and I became your drill sergeant as a way to keep you safe instead of wanting you to have a life and be your dad. I'm so sorry. This beautiful moment. And then literally two seconds later, he's like, fuck you. You cannot come with me to kill the demon, which the cult is going to be the main tool for. I I tell you what, this rewatch through, I really dislike dad in a major way. And I've never felt that way before. I could always sort of sympathize with him before. And now like, no, I see Sam's point. Sam's correct. Dad is really being a selfish jerk. Yeah. But I can also see where the life events would drive John into this sort of decision-making mode of, I've lost my wife to... And keep in mind, to something that he still doesn't fully understand and doesn't know what it is that he is after or dealing with. Like, that's the thing, is you can have the context that you have now of everything that's going to happen, but at that point, he doesn't know exactly what it is, and so he, due to the unfamiliar, is trying to protect his boys just because he doesn't know what's going to happen. He doesn't know what he's actually up against. He knows it's a demon, but he doesn't know the extent to what is happening. But it's such bullshit to say, you're all I've got. You're the most important thing. It would literally break me if I ever lost you. I just don't ever want to see you. I don't want to be a part of your life. Let's never hang out. I don't want to experience you as a human being who I have a relationship with. Just as long as I know that you're alive and I never have to talk to you, that's what keeps me going. Except that's for bullshit. Vague text messages with coordinates. Yeah. It's the only time we're going to talk. There's no yeah. Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, if if you love someone that much, I don't see how you could literally bear not to be with them. Some people are wired different. Some Whatever. Some people are wired different. So, good episode. Watch it. Do yeah, and it. I think the lesson learned in this one comes from Luther the Vampire when he says, Revenge isn't worth much if you end up dead. Yeah. Yeah. That is And a I can't great believe lesson. this is the first time we're really meeting other hunters. Like he never told the kid like also we talked about this a little bit. We haven't met Bobby Singer yet. Mm-hmm. But 
we're supposed to believe simultaneously that the boys don't know at this point that any other hunters exist. And yet Bobby theoretically has raised them. Yeah. And... And we're skip- we're had, just skipping ahead wildly. You would have had to have known, like they had to have known that other hunters existed. Just on everything that, that goes on, that ends up happening, mm-hmm. right? Because we we haven't met Ellen and Joe yet, nope. but we will soon. Mm-hmm. And, and they, Ash, they know them, mm-hmm. right? They know them mm-hmm. already. You're John's boys, yeah. Yeah. So at a at a bar that is known as the hangout for hunters. Uh huh. You know, I get it. Like this is the first season they they have to go back and sort of retcon things. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, both of these episodes are must watches. Do you think maybe we are judging a show that was written in a very in a not a very different time, but in a time where it you know the twenty three episode or twenty four episode seasons. Uh, where it followed the typical calendar of TV watching, right, with the mm-hmm. fall and the mm-hmm. winter. When when we are now accustomed to these very cinematic, very uh, these TV shows that are written for Netflix, for Hulu, for the to streaming be services, to be bingeable, to where when they write them in season, they write them very canonly. They write mm-hmm. where, where they don't break their own rules. They establish these rules where... You know, when this was 2006, right, 2006, this aired. Well, by 2007 or eight, when seasons two, three, four are airing, mm-hmm. they're like, people aren't gonna, people aren't gonna, people remember. aren't gonna, they're remember. not gonna be able to go back and watch well, our first also, season except on reruns. I think Kripke has said <laughs> that he didn't envision the show going past to season five, and now we're almost three times yeah. that. So, yeah, I mean, you're gonna have to rewrite history, you're but have some it's holes. fine. I get it, it's, it's all good. Okay, so the, our drinking game rules. Uh, the boys never flashed a badge in either episode. Nope. Uh, pop culture references where one brother doesn't get it happened twice. And we counted the Sammy's art reference. Awesome pun never happened. Outdated tech happened five times, but that's just because they use their cell phones. And their cell phones are by, by lot, The rule. laptop counts, too. Yeah. And, well, I don't know. It's outdated. Um, and then Sam Dean argue happened six times. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that happens every episode. They just—they're always arguing. Or they have a discussion where one of them does does research, the other one questions it, and then the other one convinces them. There's always yelling. <laughs> always. Okay. So, yeah. so what else? Is there anything else that we didn't talk about? Oh, and oh, and what happened to oh, Mom yeah. and Jess? That you played this one. This lot. is a three drink rule, and it happened three fucking times in these two episodes. What? Like you just luck of the draw, man? Because we played that rule um, in episode six, and it happened twice. It's just it doesn't happen a lot. It just happened in these episodes. But I think as we end the near the end of season one here, it's going to happen a lot. Yeah. Because we get to the fun stuff. All right. Well, uh, next, on our next episode of Gank That Drank, we're going to be watching the last two episodes of season one. It's our last episode. After that, we'll be really summing it up and creating those drinking game rules. Uh, The episodes are Salvation and Dead Man's Trap. And we're going to be playing along with uh, new drinking game rules. Be sure to join us. Of course. And oh, and also, what did you think of this uh, Bloody Mary margarita mix? I thought it was 
I thought it was good. I feel, yeah, I def- we definitely should have shaken that thing up more because it yeah. got a little sludgy at the end. It got spicier and chunkier as yeah. the day went on. But uh, overall, I thought it had good flavor, and I if I had should have doctored it more. I make I always add ingredients to my Bloody Marys. Typically, I feel like I needed a little more spicy personally. Okay, so next time you can make a different one. As my first Bloody Mary, I'll say like it was good. I don't think it would be my go-to drink like no. this is not going to be my like uh, sunday night it's time for me to just unwind pour me a bloody mary but i could see getting like really hoity-toity at like a fancy hipster brunch oh, and being yeah. like yes bring me that bacon bloody mary yes and they're typically like i said this as far as i would rate it like a six out of ten on the bloody mary scale so i i'm i'm a little disappointed this was your first bloody mary experience uh but overall as far as bloody mary mixes go pretty good pretty good and uh but if you have a suggestion and, for and oh, what was the name of it i'm sorry oh El choco flacos okay like that's that. fine never mind i'll cut that out <laughs> if you have a suggestion for a drinking game rule or maybe a cocktail uh send it to us and if you want to if you played along let us know how it went comment on the blog at most or join and comment on our most excellent facebook group as always you can find out more on most and if you're in the Phoenix area, you can find Chrissy and Nate in IRL at the National Comedy Theater, which is nctphoenix.com. Thanks for listening. Remember your gank that drank lessons learned. Put yourself out there. Take risks. And revenge isn't worth much if you end up dead. It's solid. Just <laughs> both of them. We'll Especially see you me. next time. Be excellent to each other and... Party on, dudes!